0: Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. I'm not sure what time you're and listening. good night. Yep, that's it for uh, season episode seven of uh, Getting Hard. Not just kidding. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, so hello, uh, whenever you're listening and wherever you're listening, uh, we're back with episode seven of Getting Hard. I'm joined in the studio, as always, by my uh, co-host, DJ. How are you doing today, mate?
1: Yeah, look, I'm doing not too bad, Dan. I think you're referring to the um, the Truman Show. Yes. Yeah, was it was a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Uh, yeah, it was, and if I don't
0: say, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, I like that show. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, no, nah, doing well, mate.
0: Uh, that's good. Good to hear. Uh, so today, we'll be looking at the storylines that we discussed last week. Uh, with the 2007 kansas city chiefs Uh, a little bit of housekeeping first up uh if you didn't watch our live stream last night or listen to the podcast we've got some hopefully very soon some t-shirts in in stock we we've got some other little items that we're gonna probably do some uh, stubby holders and mugs and things and such um we'll keep everyone up to date on the facebook page uh if you want to support us outside of you know getting a, a nice looking t-shirt or a stubby holder you can always support us on patreon so that's the vault studio on patreon.com backslash the vault studio i think it is off the top of my head we, we post weekly about it on the facebook if i got it wrong and if you don't like our facebook go and like it we don't just do this if if you don't know that, we do other things too. But um, other than that, I think that's it for housekeeping. Nothing you can think of, DJ?
1: No, that's just really about it. Some cool stubby holders that you gave me, a stubby holder. Yep. I've got that sitting here, which is nice and pretty. Yep. And the shirts will suit big and small, thankfully.
0: Yes. Yeah, we're making sure that there's plenty of sizes for everyone. So we'll uh, we'll update. We'll probably do a pre-order for that so that we can get judge what sort of sizing we need to look at and stuff like that. I don't really want to get stuck with... 90 t-shirts in a large that no one's ever going to buy or something like that yeah. yeah
1: well not extra extra small yeah
0: yeah unless we ask yeah
1: because doyle can only to... wear one shirt so
0: no well we'll have to go a little bit smaller he, it. he likes it, tight. it does like a tight yeah. yeah yeah so anyway so that's it um i guess the only other thing we'll start off with him but as been it's been pointed out to me several times by by my wife um it's actually Dwayne bow not bowie as i said Every single time last week, <laughs> I'm
1: guilty of that a few times as well. So
0: uh, we'll just jump right into it. Let's. So first up, obviously we'll look about. We'll look at Dwayne Bowe, not Bowie. So uh, Dwayne Bowe was featured. We both didn't really like him. We didn't like his attitude. This was his first year. He was drafted uh, by the Chiefs. So he played for the Chiefs from 2007 to 2014, and then he played 2015 at the Browns. He had a pretty good career with the Chiefs he was he was a good wide receiver I didn't like his attitude but he was a good wide receiver
1: we did see him in his first year straight away when he got drafted so obviously everyone has the opportunity to grow up
0: yes yep um, and he obviously did We'll we'll discuss that in a moment whether or not he, he grew up but yeah as a player as a player he did yes so some of his case that so a total yards receiving, 7,208, he had 44 touchdowns, which isn't bad. 2010, he had 15 touchdowns.
1: That's that's really good. That's massive. That's that, really good.
0: That is a fantastic year. Uh, that was by far his most ever. That was his only double-digit year. His average 13.4 yards per reception, which is very good. He he played pretty well. Pretty solid little career he had. His total earnings is just over $55 million. When, when you're all said and done, so that's, that's not bad. That's um, yeah, not bad. One thing I wanted to point out when I was looking into him is did you know that he didn't even start playing sport of any type until he was a junior, so grade 11. Really? In high school. And then he he tried out for the uh, football team, and then the next year, his senior year, Nick Saban saw him and recruited him to LSU.
1: Right? Really? it's obviously, um, his mom had no concerns about him, his <laughs> sexuality at all, like no. Randall Williams' mom. <laughs> no, no. No yeah, obviously or not. maybe there's a concern because he never got into sports.
0: No, so I just you know, some of these people some some of these NFL athletes, they just naturally gifted athletes. So he didn't play just any
1: other sport, no other track or anything as like far that because I, I track's find a big thing in the state. Yes, States. yep. A lot of
0: and we see that with running backs often, I reckon. Mm. A lot of those guys are, are yeah, are track backgrounds. No, as far as I could tell, that was the first sport he had like actually properly played was football at grade 11, and then two years later, he gets a full ride to LSU. Like, insane. That's amazing. That's, that showed how great he was at that age. Like, that's that's pretty impressive. So, basically, I think you guys really want to know what he's up to now. That's, I do. That's what we're talking about. So, a couple of key things. Let's go through some arrest history. <laughs> it's always the, always the best. Let's talk about that.
1: You're always the best, isn't it? Let's go through some arrest history.
0: <laughs> so, he was suspended uh for one game in the 2014 season. So he was suspended for the first game and that was a he had weed on him. He was arrested November 10th, 2013 and it took that long and they downgraded the charges to the point where it was like a misdemeanor sort of possession I think is what it ended up being. So not not a big deal. It was one game.
1: And that was that was his first strike.
0: Yep. And with when you get caught with weed, you instantly go into the substance program and yeah. He would have had to do all the stuff that they make them do, um, you know, classes and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you get tested a lot once once, once, you're, you've had once you're in yeah, there. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's so, why Josh Gordon
1: gets tested like probably three times a day.
0: Yeah, but they're not testing for steroids, are they? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> He's a beast. Go <laughs> on. So
0: basically that's that's the only time he was arrested during his NFL career that went anywhere some some key things. I don't know how much money he saved, but he must have saved a bit because on Saturday the 5th of November 2017, he was filmed inside of a strip club dropping 25 grand in 20 minutes. What would you buy if I had 25,000? I wouldn't be dropping it at the strip club. And we already know because we've made jokes about it previously that I've been to a strip club. Is that is that what that was about? Yeah, yeah,
1: the yeah. I thought you meant dance party. Oh, I gotcha. Now no. the glitter makes sense now. Thanks no, the man. glitter was from yeah. <laughs> the glitter was unrelated, man. No. but literally, what would you spend twenty in twenty minutes? What could you spend twenty five thousand dollars in in like an Australian strip club? Twenty minutes.
0: Well, I could. You could definitely spend twenty five thousand. Like,
1: you just drop it. That's what he, was doing. Oh, okay. He, was he just, just dropped it. There so was just, just
0: strippers all around him, and he was making oh, it he rain. Was on Making
1: him. it rain. Okay, look. But that's if, different. I understand. Making it rain could be fun.
0: If you yeah, if you wanted to spend twenty five grand in twenty minutes in Australia, I'd like go to JB Hi-Fi or something
1: like. I'd probably be dumber and I'd just go to like a candy store.
0: That would be pretty good. I'll go to
1: Sweet As and just be like, "Give me everything," (laughs) and they'd give me a lot of change, I imagine.
0: (laughs) One other thing that he said recently is when they announced the XFL, somebody somehow asked him what his thoughts on the XFL are, and he said that he definitely play in the xfl so the xfl's meant to start in 2020 who knows if it will at this Mm. point vince mcmahon's pretty convinced it's going to there's one issue vince mcmahon has said he's not going to employ anyone that has arrest records oh no because he's been one of those outspoken people about how many nfl players have Have, legal troubles of course and so i'm not really sure how he's going to get past that even though it was just a misdemeanor it would still maybe he'll interview maybe he'll
1: interview with dwayne bowie yeah, <laughs> I'm not, doing Bo, I'm not I'm Dwayne Bo-y. Bo I'm Dwayne Bowie. I'm Money Bow. Next thing. So
0: Lee, on uh, May 14th or uh, just before May 14th, so the, the the weekend of May 14th, he he's becoming a rapper. That's what he's doing now. So he's Money uh, moneybo on Instagram and Twitter. He had his first ever... Big concert where he opened up for Yo Gotti. I don't know if you're familiar with Yo Gotti. <laughs> no, I know you're not a hip hop fan, but uh, apart from 360, no, I'm not. <laughs> Three, nice. I went to school with 360, so yeah. Well, you would have actually. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yo Gotti's a good rapper. I like Yo Gotti. I hadn't heard that name in years. I haven't listened. I went back and listened to some of stuff. I like his early stuff. Yeah, no, I his good black. He was opening for Yo Gotti, and there was a shooting at oh. the concert. Yep. So one unidentified male presumably, considering this was May, he's probably identified now, (laughs) um, died outside of the venue. He was shot, uh, and it was, as you can imagine, it was a bit of gang violence there. There was obviously opposing people, and so there was a bit of a shooting, unrelated to, it wasn't Dwayne Bowe who caused any of it. Or due to his music. Or due to his music, but basically, yeah, there was, while he was there... Opening, there was a, a bit of a gunfight out front, and um, one one person unfortunately passed, and there was a couple other innocent bystanders hurt and stuff like that, as you can imagine. So,
1: so he's like, how many albums does he have, or does he do albums? And like, does he got like four? Or he has none at this
0: point. So oh. you can you can find him on SoundCloud. He's got two songs up, but he's working on an album. I'll play a snippet for you right now from his Instagram because I couldn't find any complete songs. I can only find these snippets. So, it could be good, you never know did, that. Bras. did
1: that. Dollars. Spent that. trying to figure out
0: million dollars he spent that well, we know he spent twenty five grand in twenty minutes, so how long did it take him to spend a million? <laughs> I should have calculated this a couple hours. A couple hours, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: jeez um only understood three words of that oh, uh, really? and really rich
0: maybe you should get it. I, I'm happy to give you some recommendations I could send over some uh, some links to Spotify or what, what you we can use? send
1: me you can just sing to in the phone and yep. send it to me and then translate what you've said oh okay yeah I can do that I can definitely and then it. I'll play it here for next week it right. be great
0: sounds good so uh, that's Dwayne Bowe now he's an uh, aspiring rapper keep your eyes out for his album I'm not sure what he's gonna call it yet but it should come at some point And maybe you'll see him in the XFL. Hopefully, with the new XFL, they'll allow uh, nicknames on the back of the jerseys like they used to. So, maybe his will be like, he hate me or something. That that was my favorite player. (laughs) Uh, Up next, we've
1: got uh, Larry Johnson. Yeah. so, So, Larry Johnson. Um, we all saw larry johnson in the obviously in the uh season where he was holding out because he's the star running back he'd played a couple of years Um, in the previous year to the this season he was actually really quite productive yes um and so he signed a big contract that we went through last last week yep so how did his career go you you ask so larry johnson played up until from 2003 to 2011. Um, Over his career, he had uh, 6,223 rushing yards, averaging 4.4 yards per carry, rushing touchdowns of 55, which is quite a few, receptions 154, receiving yards 1,373, and receiving touchdowns of six. Now, during Larry Johnson's tenure at the Chiefs, he broke multiple, multiple records for the Chiefs in attempts, in rush yards per season, um, in rush yards per game. And he um, basically they loved Larry Johnson at the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, then in 2009, they traded him to the Bengals. Um, he didn't have the best year at the Bengals that year. Um, there there's a few injuries, and then he was traded to the Redskins after that, and didn't have once again didn't have a very productive year, and then finally ending his career at the Dolphins. Now, you may not know, but Larry Johnson's entire career has been marred. I guess since 2003 Yep um, With some legal issues So once again Going through the legal aspect Of someone's history I
0: think that's what people like I think that yeah People want to know the grit Yeah
1: Yeah the dirt So apart from the dirt I'll start off with Larry Johnson has since come out And said that He believes that he has CTE Yep So chronic traumatic encephalopathy
0: Yep Great pronunciation I was worried that you, you were He
1: was trying to pronounce it Before
0: we started And he did very well
1: yeah, I couldn't pronounce it. Yeah, you're welcome. It sounded out syllables, claps, <laughs> all that. Uh, so basically, look that, and that's actually a a disease which can't be diagnosed until an autopsy is performed on the brain after death. Yep. Now this is obviously everyone have seen um, a lot of documentaries, a lot of news about CTE, and also the movie Concussion with Will Smith, um, which really highlights the issues with CTE. Now, because of this, Johnson actually reports that he had memory loss, suicidal impulses. Severe mood swings um, and ongoing headaches. Yep, and he reported that he didn't remember playing two entire seasons. Yeah. Now, if you remember last week, I mentioned that at the end of a running back's career, they've had as much trauma on their body as five car crashes in total. Imagine half of that bent on your head. Yeah. Now, this is not an excuse for the following.
0: No, we preface that.
1: Yeah, so he is, since 2003, in commencing his NFL career, he has been arrested six times. Five of the arrests were various assault charges against women. Four, while he was still an active player in the NFL. Yeah? Yep. So, in 2003, he was arrested for felony aggravated assault and misdemeanor domestic battery for waving a gun at his then-girlfriend during an argument at his home. Um, they were dropped when he, uh, when Johnson agreed to participate in a domestic violence diversion program. Um, in 2005, he was again arrested for assault when a woman accused him of pushing her to the ground. Uh, the case was dropped after the alleged victim failed to appear in court for three consecutive hearings. So it could be dodgy, but we don't really know when it comes to obviously some of these higher, um, higher presence kind of players. The third arrest was in 2008 after allegedly pushing a woman's head at a nightclub. Um, in 08, he was once again later in October, so that's what, February to October. Yep. Uh, he was arrested for a fourth time and charged with one count of non-aggravated assault for allegedly sp- spitting in a woman's face at a Kansas City nightclub. Yeah. Um, The woman involved filed a civil suit against Johnson, accusing him of negligence, assault and battery, intentional infliction of emotional distress and negligent infliction of emotional distress. Um, So, in 2008, he was deactivated while he was playing... Sorry, he was deactivated against the Tennessee Titans for violating an undisclosed team rule. Um, They said his suspension was unrelated to his ongoing criminal investigation. Now, in 2009, Johnson pleaded guilty to two counts of disturbing the peace regarding the two incidents in 2008 and was sentenced to two years of probation. God, it goes on. (laughs) In October 2012, Johnson was again arrested in Las Vegas for domestic violence charges that include strangulation. I imagine the not good one. After meeting a former girlfriend at a Las Vegas strip hotel and casino, the 32-year-old woman was said to have had several injuries um, to her head, um, and says to her face, and bruising on her neck. Uh, he was booked into the Clark County Detention Center with a bond of fifteen thousand set. Uh, so he actually spent eighteen hours behind bars at that point. Um, eventually convicted with domestic violence battery and assault, sentenced to one year probation, and ordered to pay three hundred forty-five dollars fine. That doesn't really seem like it adds up to the crime, doesn't?
0: No, not really.
1: Um, along with being sentenced to 48 hours of community service and six months of counselling. So, what we from our notes, the last arrest was for the sixth time um, in 2014 in October after punching a man in a Miami Beach club and allegedly cutting him with a broken bottle. Charged with aggravated battery, booked into a Miami-Dade um, County jail with a bond set of 7500 He later pleaded guilty to battery and was sentenced to 12 months probation, 60 hours of community service, and must submit to substance abuse evaluations in addition to staying away from the victim and the club. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's a bit bit there. And also Jay wanted us to know, he wanted us to mention that you can pretty much thank Larry Johnson for the reason why um, running backs don't get paid as much anymore because he held out for this monster contract and he never was the same again because nowadays... As Jay was saying, you don't. If you have a couple really productive years from a, a running back, you don't really want to pay them a lot again because you're not necessarily going to have those
1: productive running
0: yeah. backs. Uh, they peak.
1: They normally fade. They, fade. they fade, fade out. Yeah, yeah, they peak second or third year and they fade out typically. Adrian yep. Peterson is an exception. Yep. But for the most part, it, that is exactly how their careers go, which yep. is why normally they like sign so like they, they like signing a rookie running back to a long deal because they know that after four or five years if they use their um, extra year then they might not get any more production
0: yep and that's part of the reason why the average kicker makes more than the average running back now
1: yeah so that's a note to people at home don't be a running back no nope.
0: so that's kind of Larry Johnson now a uh, terrible terrible situation like we said but the CT doesn't excuse if it is CT which it probably is it doesn't excuse that sort of behavior at all but
1: um no, like unlike we were mentioning before we started speaking, is I work with a lot of people with mental issues, um, and people know right from wrong, Yep. and you know domestic violence is never right no. in any situation at all. So, um, that's that's on him, and no one wants that in any form, not in just in the NFL, but as you know, NFL being such a role model, it's just disgraceful that he'd be there doing yep. those things. Yep. And that was in 2003 onwards, and this is the 2007 season we're talking about. Yeah,
0: and that's that's an indication of how much the NFL has changed, because mm. had any of this happened now, gone.
1: Oh, 100% gone. He, there's absolutely no way that he'd be around. Look at Ray Rice.
0: And yeah, look at Ray Rice. And then also, the crazy part is, if you we know about all this. Imagine all the stuff they used to cover up in the 80s and the 70s and oh, stuff like that. It it'd was be ridiculous. Totally different. It was just you know a boys club where they all hid their stuff amongst themselves and you mm. know it leagues much better off now that this stuff comes out and we get rid of this bad behavior and just show people like we don't like, people don't stand for that anymore we don't which is good yeah
1: it's fantastic it's great it means that gridiron will start turning into a bit more of a gentleman sport
0: yeah it will it's pretty pretty gentlemanly it's like whenever we rock up you know, when we used to play we would rock up in polos and we would have a cup of tea before we started against the you know, the Buccaneers or someone and we would all sit down and crumpets and As and they and were stuff. throwing their
1: V B teenies across <laughs> the field at us. That's for you, Noonan.
0: Um Uh yeah. So let's look at uh Damien Huard. Um we're not gonna look too quickly at him because <laughs> there's not much to talk about. He's just a he's just a kind of average quarterback he won two super bowls early on with the patriots he was there from 2001 2003 so he, st- he got drafted by the bengals um what was he uh 96 then he was at the dolphins from 97 to 2000 then he went uh, and during that time with the dolphins he went and played in uh, nfl europe and played a year with the frankfurt galaxy new england patriots 2001 2003 then he was with the chiefs from 2004 2008 so the this season was the second last at The uh, Chiefs. And then 2009, he got signed to the um, practice squad and that was the end of his
1: career. That was it. Let's not forget, he played under Dan Marino at the Dolphins. Yep. And he played under Tom Brady at the Patriots. So he played under some... They're they're probably the the meat of someone's QB career. Yep. He played under two of the best quarterbacks of all time. So he, he learned from some very good blokes, but he probably lost his best years being a backup.
0: Oh, and a quick quick correction. He wasn't drafted. He was undrafted in the 98. Sorry. He was a yeah. uh, 96 NFL draft. Um, yeah, it's, you know, if you don't have the talent, you don't know. And, and one of the things with quarterbacks is every now and then we hear these quarterbacks that have been back up for years and years and years, and then they get the chance, and they just grab it and just run with it, and this wasn't what he did. <laughs> Once he got it, he didn't just... It wasn't a
1: Tom Brady story? No. Or an Aaron Rodgers story? No. Exactly. No. So
0: nowadays he uh he went to the university of washington where he now works there as i'm uh, pretty sure he's athletic director or i can't remember what he was at washington i didn't write it down but yeah he's he's at washington university now and in, in some form with the athletics and um his son is apparently a pretty good quarterback yeah so yeah, they're looking at him in the 2021 draft class yeah at the moment, i think yeah and he's left-handed He's he's a senior this year Nevada and Washington have both shown interest in him. And okay. yeah, he's left-handed and he would be uh, 2021-ish that he, yeah, would, I think he would be yeah. eligible. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I mean, obviously he's got to go prove himself
1: in college first, but... Yeah, well, he spent, what, 11... His dad spent, what, 11, 13 years as a backup? Yep. That's some pretty, pretty good coin. The starting QBs always get injured. Backup QBs don't tend to get injured. Yep. So you'll find that his whole family are pretty... Probably happy with how his body's held up over that time as well. So you might yep. find he actually got out pretty easy. He's a chief administrative officer of the football program at Washington. That's ah, obvious. yep. Nice. Hashtag stork skills.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah.
1: that's, <laughs> that's about it for him. That's yes, good. Yeah. Well, Brody yeah. Croyle, so the, uh, the young country lad from Alabama yep. that we met. Um, so we all saw him with his hunting DVDs. Um, With his lovely young wife that he had just gotten married to, that he was upset that she got there late to pick him up. Yes. Um, So, basically, look, his career isn't a pretty one, to be fair. So, he only played from 2007 to 2009 in the NFL. So, I guess the year of 2007, so the Hard Knocks year, he rotated with Hewitt Durrett throughout the year. Yep. He had a gross record. Yeah, so he lost pretty much every single game he ever started yeah and his first game I think he went for like five and 17 or something so not wonderful. then and that same year in 07 and 08 and in 09 he actually got injured every single year whether it be preseason or during the season. The Chiefs they drafted Matt Castle yep and then Matt Castle got injured during preseason and Croyle got his start at the first regular season game. Uh, he played. He didn't play too bad, to what the reports say, uh, and he still got dropped for Castle when Castle came back. Everyone that knows Matt Castle is a decent quarterback, and then he was waived um, at the end of the 2009 season. He signed with the Cards in the 2010 season, and he basically tried out, much like in his Hard Knocks. He tried out and he failed. Not yeah. failed. He just didn't get picked.
0: No, he made the. He did make the practice squad, practice squad. for two years, but yeah, no, never made it past that.
1: Yeah, so I guess, what's Croyle doing now? Brody Croyle, our lovely hunting man from Alabama. So he volunteers at the Big Oak Ranch, which is a Christian home and school founded by his father for children from troubled and abusive situations. And, at, and also he works at the Drum Farm in Independence, Missouri. So it's Independence is the, is the actual town name, yep. isn't it? Yeah, so Independence, Missouri, a facility that provides foster children with a safe and stable home. Uh, he serves as a spokesperson for the Johnny County Court Appointed Special Advocate Service. And in 07, he married, as we saw, his wife then, Kelly Schultz, the 2005 winner of the Miss Mississippi. Yep. Uh, America's Junior Miss Competition, sorry. And yeah, and that's basically Brody Croyle.
0: Now, you might have missed this because mm-hmm. it was only the last couple of weeks, but he actually got promoted he's now the director of the big old ranch he's no longer volunteering yeah so his dad oh, no. stepped back it was literally like in the last month so you probably
1: just I wouldn't missed wouldn't it it. no yep. <laughs> well good on you brody I'm, I'm, I'm sure that he's still watching his hunting david days well yeah he's got a bit more free time to go hunting if he wants to seems like i don't think he would have got much coin from his three years though Who's up next, next
0: boomer grigsby my boy yeah. boomer So Boomer, he was uh, the the Chiefs from 2005 to 2007. So at the end of this season, he was dropped. He then was picked up by the Miami Dolphins, where he he was picked off waivers, and he won the starting fullback job at preseason. But he actually got dropped after the first game versus the Jets in favor of Casey Kramer, um, who you may remember the name. And he got dropped because Casey Kramer was a free agent. And for whatever reason, they obviously decided they would try their luck with uh, Casey. And so they dropped him. And so he didn't get picked up by anyone for the rest of the season. On May 12, 2009, he was signed by the Houston Texans. Uh, picked up off of waivers. Uh, but on August eighteenth, he was waived off of the Texans through uh, injury. And um, he was released with an injury settlement on August twenty fifth. So basically... The way it works in the NFL, if you get injured and you're not really gonna make it, what they do is, they they pay you out like a portion of what they were gonna pay you. So it probably, you know, it might have been low five figures, maybe six figures tops, because he I never did, really yeah. made
1: that much. Inside that, it's played footballs probably always ever known. Yes, a couple of things about him I
0: thought was interesting. So he played at um, Illinois State. He plays the Redbirds. So. He came second in 2003 in the Buck Buchanan Award, which is given to the best defensive player in Division Double AA. He actually came second to Jared Allen, his future yeah. teammate. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was funny. That's awesome. Um, nowadays, what's he up to? So uh, no legal issues that I could find. And he works for the Stryker Corporation, which is one of the largest medical supply companies in the world. So Stryker, they make... Implants used in joint replacement, trauma surgery, surgical equipment, surgical navigation. Everything medical, they pretty much make it. And, you know, they're a big company. 33,000 employees
1: plus. That's where he's at. So, they would have done a really good police check prior to any employment option. Yeah, yep. (laughs) So, that's a good indication that he doesn't have that much of a uh, a colorful record. Yep. So, uh,
0: this year... For the third year in a row, he's on the NFF College Football, so the National Football Foundation College Football Hall of Fame ballot uh, he's been put up. Um, It'll be pretty tough for him to get in. He had a fantastic college career, don't get me wrong. He led the school multiple times, including the school and his uh, subdivision in uh, total tackles and solo tackles during his time. He was a three-time first-team All-American. He was a fantastic player, but...
1: That was at a linebacking backing role, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, of all the people that have ever played college football, there's 5.26 million players across the whole thing have ever played, and the NFF College Hall of Fame only has 90, uh, 997 players ever inducted. So yeah, okay. That point <laughs> zero 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 one percent or something like that. So it'll so it'll be tough. He might struggle. He might struggle. Like I said, he had a fantastic career. So we'll we'll see. We'll keep it up. Might do an update on a later later, later episode. episode. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing I'd like to say about Boomer is a big congratulations. He actually got engaged to his fiance on December twenty second of twenty seventeen. He was in Paris when he did, did it, did in front of the Eiffel Tower. It's very romantic. He, What a guy What a great thing to do You know
1: Congratulations Congratulations Boomer Boomer. Cool So that's Boomer That's Boomer Now we'll continue With the running backs Yep Now The only other running back Worth mentioning That we saw That obviously we got a little bit to know Is Derek Ross So Derek Ross Was the running back That they ended up Picking up at the end And accepting him Onto the 53 man Active roster Yep And then calling him While he was on vacation And waving him It was rough very rough. So I'll briefly go over a little bit of how he's gone. So people that might not have known from the series, he was picked up in the Chiefs in 06. He had seven games at fullback. He made a total of three yards. Three yards, that's, that's not very much. No. Well, obviously he didn't get. How very, many attempts is that? One. <laughs> but in saying that, he yeah. might, as a fullback, depending on what system they're running, he might not have got to run very often. No, he's a pretty big running back. He might have been brought in just for like pass blocking and those kind of things. So he might have only had that. Might have been one attempt. I didn't actually see that. So after the he got waived by the Chiefs, or he got you know put into the practice squad, and uh, after he wasn't put into the fifty-three man active roster. He got waived from the practice squad and moved over to the Cologne Centurions, which is in Germany. Yep. Now, worth mentioning that he actually won co-offensive MVP in the team in Germany. I don't know how good the uh, the quality of football is over there, but in saying that, obviously he was he was very productive for them. He then moved around in Europe to a couple of different, uh, two couple of different competitions where he then moves into the San Angelo Stampede Express. Now this was the it's the indoor football league. Yep, heard what, of it. Yeah, so he won the rookie rookie indoor football league player of the year. Nice. Can you be a rookie after playing, you know, a year of NFL his three first years, year yeah, in, in that it, league though. Yeah, but imagine if you've been there like, you know, 15 years and then you come over and you play one year at Canada. Someone like You know, we talked about Emmett Smith last week. Someone like Emmett Smith going over there now would probably win all their awards. And he'd be the Rookie of the Year.
0: you reckon? Yeah, probably.
1: Look, he's put on a little bit of weight, Emmett. But if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) But I still think he'd be a good running back. Uh, But yeah, so basically he went and played that. And so I thought it'd be interesting. He got Rookie of the Year, even though he's, he's an older dude. He look. He moved around after that a lot, yeah. um, with the indoor football league. So he went to the Dallas Vigilantes, the Philadelphia Soul for a couple of years, the Los Angeles Kiss, um, Las Vegas Outlaws, and f- um, and also the Jacksonville Sharks.
0: Yeah, the um, the Arena, not indoor. The Soul oh, is the one that it? was owned by John Bon Jovi. The oh. Phila- <laughs> he went to the Philadelphia Soul, uh, who are owned uh by John. They were owned by John Bon Jovi. Oh,
1: so they're yeah. not part of this indoor football league.
0: No, they were part of the, the arena football team. So he must have gone a couple of years indoor arena and then back to indoor, it looks like. Well, obviously,
1: yeah. he was following the coin. Yeah. Who was on offering more, which that makes sense. Yep. Well, that's all we've got from Derek Ross, really. There's not that much on him, to be fair. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't have a very um, productive NFL career. Overall three. Look, he's made three more yards than I have. That's true. In NFL. So good on you, Derek. Up next, Bobby
0: Scipio, your boy. Cool. So, Scipio had a very similar sort of career to Derek, where uh, he went undrafted from Western Kentucky in 2002, and then he played a lot of games around a lot of different teams in the Arena Football League. So, he went to, before he went, 2002, he was with Peoria Pirates, uh, Greensboro Prowlers, 2004, Dallas Desperados, which the Desperados were owned by um, Jerry Jones's son. Yeah. Um, And then in 2004, he played with the Dolphins for a touch. Uh, Then he went back to the uh, arena, and he played with the Tampa Bay Storm and then the Chicago Rush, and then we saw him get taken by the Kansas City Chiefs. Then after that, he went to the Chicago Slaughter after he was released by the Chiefs. Um, And then he did Practice Squad 2009 with the Lions. And then after that, he had two more teams, and he went to the Orlando Predators where you you really liked Scipio because he wasn't dropping anything. So, you know, what what happened in Orlando?
1: Yeah, so look, unfortunately, poor old Bobby Scipio on May 25th, 2012, was arrested and charged with attempted murder, armed robbery, aggravated battery, and kidnapping over an incident involving his girlfriend's brother.
0: Yeah, so him and his mate (laughs) go and kidnap his girlfriend's his his sister's boyfriend and drag him out to a field somewhere and they threaten him with a gun. They're gonna say that and kill him and all this stuff, and and they beat him up. They beat him up pretty rough, roughed him up a bit and then left him. And of course, they got picked up like a couple hours later. Like, you know, if you're, uh, they left a witness. Obviously, he was gonna point out it was you two, you knuckleheads. Like,
1: I've I've seen these murder investigation shows. That's just a rookie mistake. Yeah. Yep, definitely a rookie mistake. But look, that's quite sad because I really liked Bobby Cipio, Um and he thought that he was actually—I was really hoping that he would get picked up. Now he was made active in 2007 for one game when yep. Kennison, the wide receiver number 87, had a hamstring injury, uh, but he d- didn't do anything. Didn't make a si- not, wasn't documented to make a single catch at all. Now one of the positives of Bobby Scipio, where did he go to high school then?
0: So he went to high school at Osceola High School in Florida, and he was a quarterback there. And he was a quarterback for the Osceola Cowboys. No way. The strange part is that they spell cowboys with a K at this school. (laughs) I just wanted to point that out because I was looking into it. And also another thing about this school, Osceola High School, they're about the same age, so they might have seen each other. One of the members of the Backstreet Boys went to this school at the same time. Which one? uh, AJ Green? AJ something.
1: AJ Green's the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. So maybe it's
0: AJ something else. It is a, I don't know, AJ something that went to Osceola High School. Backstreet Boy guy. Um, Backstreet Boy guy, yep. They're only like two years apart in age. So I figured they they were probably there at the same time. Um, Yeah, so that's Bobby Sipio. That's Bobby
1: Sipio. That breaks my heart. I, yeah. re- I really was rooting for him to do well in life in general because yeah. I love a slower bloke. Yep. And he just, ca- he just caught everything.
0: He caught but everything. Unfortunately, he caught him. the whiff of bad news. You know what you should have said? He caught charges. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Um, caught a whiff of fate. Tyrone Brackenridge. Let's talk Tyrone. Tyrone was one of the, he was, him and uh, who was the other? Demetri B- Patterson. Demetri Patterson. That they were that, that DB battle. Like, are they both going to make it? Who's going to make it? There's only one spot open. Surprise. Like, you both get a spot. You both get it. So, he had a, a, a pretty decent career considering. So, he was with the Chiefs 2007, 2008. And then he went over to the Jets for one year. Uh, for 2009, he was picked up by the Jets. Practice squad. And then um he was dropped by them and picked up by Jacksonville, where he played... Two seasons at Jacksonville, so he played the 2009 season and the 2010 season at Jacksonville. NFL stats, so four seasons. He had 71 tackles, nine assists. He had two fumble recoveries, including one that he returned for a touchdown. 50 yards, returned for a touchdown in his fourth game, I think it was, for Kansas City. So that was the 2007 That's something to hang your hat on. So he scored a touchdown That's pretty cool But the reason why I wanted to talk about him Because we were going through who we should talk about Is because this dude's made a fantastic career for himself In the CFL He went across to the CFL Like many borderline NFL players do He was picked up by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders And he played there from 2001 to 2015
1: I thought a Rough Rider was the top of conduct
0: It could be And uh, wasn't that a, a rap group? Oh, maybe that's DMX what I meant. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe that's what I was thinking of instead. <laughs> no, I think, I think there was a Rough Rider condom anyway. <laughs> uh, when he was with the Rough Riders, he played pretty well. So he had 10 interceptions across those five seasons for 191 yards. He didn't return any of those for a touchdown, keeping in mind that their field's longer, so maybe that's why he didn't. Uh, his longest return was 42 yards, so that's the field's 120 yards long. It's... You gotta got triple that man. It's a lot of field. <laughs> He's pretty good at picking up fumbles. He he had in the NFL he had five fumble recoveries and in five years at uh the Rough Riders he had ten fumble recoveries, which is, is pretty good. You know, that's pretty good. He, he could stiff it out. Yeah. So he returned two of those for a touchdown. So he had Scoop and score. Twice as many touchdowns in the CFL as he did in the NFL. He had 250, a nice even 250 tackles. So that's that's pretty good. That's actually with Daceon. Yep, Daceon stat. Some things he did in the CFL. He was an all-star in 2013 and 2014. That's fantastic. In those two years, he was also a CFL West All-Star. He won the Grey Cup.
1: What what is that?
0: That is their Super Bowl. Ah. And it's been going for longer than the Super Bowl is I'm pretty sure is the thing cuz this was the 101st Grey Cup that he won. So, he, him and the Rough Riders beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats, where Johnny Manziel is now. They beat them 45-23. to 23. And post-career, he retired, like I said, at the end of the 2015 season. And he now got picked up by the Toronto Argonauts as a assistant defensive back coach. And so, guess what? Last year, the Argonauts won the Grey Cup. Oh, He's, well, he's won he He's been a coach and he's been a player. He's won two Grey Cups. And you can follow him on Twitter at tbrack41. He also owns a. He still lives full time in California with his wife and his daughter, and he runs an academy for athletes, like a, a strength and conditioning sort of thing. And you know, I thought I wanted to talk about him because that's fantastic. That's a you know, kind career. of a you know middle to low range NFL player, and just goes over and just plays real great. Yeah, in, too in bad it's in Canada. They're real nice up there, man.
1: Have you ever had Putin? <laughs> poutine? No, no, I've, I've, I've had a lot of poutine. Yeah, yeah, poutine, yeah. <laughs> Love poutine. Um I might just quickly go over his DB battle mate, Dimitri Patterson. Yep. Touch so, on. I'll just touch on him. He played for the Chiefs in 07-08, Eagles 09 and 2010 Browns 2011-2012, the Dolphins there's a 12 2013 and he finished his career at the Jets in 2014. Now, so his stats were basically identical to Brackenridges. So they both had uh, pretty decent NFL careers, although obviously not too long. But actually, like so, Patterson had a longer NFL career than Brackenridge. Yep. But his stats were very, this very, very same. So it showed that why they both really deserved up a spot on the team because they both had decent careers, which is nice to see. We didn't get to see one sad story get cut and never come back, and the other person, you know, be amazing and productive. Whereas yep. both of them were quite good, so I'm happy with that. All right, so let's move forward. To, um, to Mr. Tony Gonzalez.
0: Tony Gonzalez. Everybody knows the
1: name. If you, if you follow the NFL at all, you know Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, so look, Tony Gonzalez. What can we say about him? He's he an absolute freak. He played for the Chiefs in 2000, sorry, 1997. He was picked up by the Chiefs, and he played with them to the 2008. And he was drafted. So he was traded across to the Atlanta Falcons in 2009 until 2013. So he still holds the NFL record for receiving yards by a t- tight end. Yep. so his receptions were 1325 receptions receiving yards of 15127 and receiving touchdowns is 111 yes yeah, or not that's massive so he still holds that record today so he, it was um, yeah amazing i imagine we i think we still see him when we go to the Atlanta Falcons hard knock season so we might actually be able to touch on him in a later career yeah yeah so I'll go through some of his personal stuff because his his on-field accolades are obviously very large he's yep. Beaten nearly every single one of the Kansas City Chiefs' records for any receiving yep. p- position. So in early 2007, so this was the early of this hard knock season, Gonzalez suffered about a bout of facial paralysis known as Bell's palsy. So basically, after this, he experimented with the vegan diet. Uh, so this vegan diet, he got he got into with he got into it with this uh, nutritionist Mitzi Doolin. And they decided that he would get on this vegan diet, only eating organic foods and eating a tiny bit of meat just so that obviously he could continue building muscle. So he only eats organic fruits and veggies, free ranch chicken, grass-fed beef, but no more than 18 ounces a month and fish. Yep. Uh, So he he didn't get married to Our Lady October. So Our Lady October that we mentioned during last week's episode of her being rather attractive. Uh, So they had a commitment ceremony in 2007. Yep, and not legally married. They have four children, although only three of the children were from October, and one was from a previous relationship. Who is the entertainment reporter, Lauren Sanchez?
0: Yep, no, no relation to Mark.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, so no butt fumbles, <laughs> maybe a couple. <laughs> but if you have a look at them, they're, look they're, yeah, they're very both attractive women. So he definitely has obvious, a type too. He definitely has a type. <laughs> yeah. They look like they're clones of each other, but imagine they have different personalities. Yes. Uh, So, one of the notable things that they mentioned on his bio was in July 3rd, 2008, he was dining with his family at Capone's Restaurant in Huntington Beach. He noticed a fellow diner choking on a piece of meat at a nearby table and unable to breathe. So, Gonzalez comes over. He's the hero. He successfully administered the Heimlich Maneuver to Mr. Ken Hunter, his name was, saving his life. So, funny enough, after the incident, Ken Hunter told him that he's actually a San Diego Chargers fan who is one of the Chiefs' (laughs) main rivals in the AFC West. That's cold. So I thought that was cold. (laughs)
0: That is cold. Do you think think Gonzalez then lectured him on why this is why you don't eat meat? Had you been eating organic fruit, you wouldn't have choked
1: me. Well, I imagine he would have handed over to him a copy of his book that he co-wrote in 2009 about organic and vegan food. Yep. And that was... Um, so, he or he co-authored that with the nutritionist that I mentioned before, Mitzi Doolin. So, I imagine he gave that to Ken Hunter and said, Hey, mate, have a look at this. This is probably going to save your life one day. Yep. If not, I'll be around. So, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just when the San Diego Chargers choke, he'll be able to do the highlight maneuver.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, look, apart from football, I mentioned the book that he co-wrote um, with the nutritionist in 2009. Uh, also, he has a bit, a little bit of an acting career. He was in three episodes of NCIS. He's made multiple different appearances as himself, as a guest in multiple different TV series and movies. Uh, and his biggest feature film, they call this, is he was actually in the 2017 Triple X Return of Xander Cage. So it means a feature film means that he was actually a part in this throughout the whole movie. Yep. I saw that movie. I do not remember seeing Tony Gonzalez.
0: No, I've seen it too. I actually don't. Um, yeah. No, I can't remember. Mm, so another
1: that. another to add to the list for DC to do a review yeah, on obviously. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Thanks DC. Now so look that's Tony Gonzalez well, obviously we're going to touch with him again most likely in 2000 and
0: whatever 11 yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Um one quick thing about him that I just want a quick uh note to yeah, 24. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's it's alleged in Jose Conseco's ex-wife's Book that she wrote about life with Jose or whatever it was called. That um she had an affair with Tony Gonzalez. This was before um, October and all that. This was like two thousand four or something like that. But uh yeah, he was mentioned in that book as potentially she left Jose
1: Canseco for Gonzalez.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah? Yep. I would probably leave him as well. So that's chat. Yeah. So i will i will leave Jose Canseco for on. Tony Gonzalez for Shizzle. So for Shizzle,
0: he <laughs> Look, you dropping uh, hip hop lingo?
1: That's it. I'm basic. Now I've listened to that. I'm basically all over the hip hop. Well, I'm then in, let's, I'm into the scene now. Let's talk hip hop, please. Tank Tyler, let's talk Tank. Oh, I love Tank. You did love Tank. Tank and Turk are my favorite characters in this entire season.
0: Tank uh, played for the Chiefs there, 2007, 2009. Then at 2009, he went to the Panthers. And then 2010, 2011, he played for the Bears, and I believe that was only practice squad. Uh, after that, he went and played for the Tampa Bay Storm, which I think are arena, mm. and the Dodge City Law in 2017 uh, as a practice squad guy. Uh, I believe those are also um, arena. Arena teams, yeah. Um, the Hard Knocks year, he played 15 games, starting one. Um, his second year, he did uh, all 16 games at defensive tackle. He only hit 39 tackles, which is it's, a, it's okay. It's middle yeah. range for a defensive tackle. It's not, it's not great. There's room to improve. When you look
1: at it, there's like six or seven defensive that's linemen good. rotating through. So that, that's his second year. That's actually not too bad. No. um,
0: He was then traded to the Panthers, like I said, and then waived in 2010, went to the Bears for practice squad. Uh, what's Tank up to these <laughs> days? Uh, couldn't find any legal issues, which is good. Good. But... um. As I hinted at in the start, and if you listen to yesterday's NFL podcast or Tuesday's NFL podcast, uh, tanks making music, man. He's
1: just making sweet, sweet tunes, sweet
0: music. So I queued up a song. It's not the same song from the NFL podcast, which that's NFL checks. That's on his trapping out the Trump mixtape. <laughs> this and is the
1: bloke that has severe sleep apnea, yeah, and now he's making music.
0: Yes. So basically, this is a Fayette Fanam. X Chirac. So <laughs> Chirac is what they call Chicago. Oh. The bad parts of Chicago because it's as dangerous as Iraq. Oh, wow. And Fayette... F- Fanam, Nam? Fayette f- Nam? I assume is Fayetteville crossed with Vietnam. I I don't know. I've never heard that one before. That's
1: new I'll to me. Well, f- Fayette meant featured. Like well, featuring...
0: Yeah, but somewhere. he's from... I know Fayetteville's in North Carolina. He's from North oh, Carolina. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But anyway... Oh, so this is, this is... We'll just play a quick little I'm bit. I'm well like, up with the hip-hop. Like uh, we did with uh, Money Bo. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Hey, leave the niggas in the trash body
0: bag. If it's problems by my cash, I'd told them I go play with them. Hit a crease in the sack,
1: and the pre saw a leg, hit a pill, hit a ball in the face. Of him. Real nigga not replacing them. I'm coming at you just like chasing him. But I got choppers on me. Pockets
0: pet like I got whoppers in them You wouldn't take it, ain't no stopping it, Let's get these poppers bigger. Now what is life without an option? Nigga.
1: Tank Tyler. Wow, I'm now converted because of the whoppers in his pockets. He's got whoppers in his pockets. That's it. Have you ever had a
0: whopper? Delicious. It's flame grilled. It's got. Oh, he's referring to money, not the burger, is he?
1: Oh well, then I just I just got really hungry because I'm gonna die.
0: <laughs> so basically, that's what Tank Tyler's up to. Um, he's not opening for Yogarty or anything like that. Uh, not yet. On his Instagram, he's been in Egypt recently filming his next music video. Uh, you can find him uh, on Facebook if you just search Tank Tyler, I believe it was. Facebook.com backslash tank Tyler. That's his Facebook page. He updates it pretty regularly, April being regularly. He's got eleven thousand <laughs> fans. Um, eleven
1: thousand and one after yesterday?
0: I liked it. I'm yeah. ready for this new this new video to drop.
1: Well he's probably gonna do a Katy Perry and just do the whole Egyptian theme thing. Oh, it could be. It worked uh, for that, didn't it, for Dark Horse?
0: Maybe this is maybe he's he's doing part of the Fortnite thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This could be part of uh, going back in time, sort of thing. He's he's working with makes uh, sense with Epic Games, with uh, the whoppers in his pocket. Yeah. Um. we'll quick touch on a guy that we uh, totally both forgot about and mistakenly because he's hands down my favorite Viking ever, and you said he was one of your favorite players. He's ever. one of my favorite
1: players of all time. I'm a defensive lineman, so yep. basically you and watch a lot of his tape.
0: Spoiler: That's Jared Allen. I mean, like we spoke about him. He he wasn't featured a ton, uh, but. Just a little basically quick, quick thing about Jared. If you, if you aren't familiar with Jared, he is definitely going to make the hall of fame when he's eligible. I don't think anybody would, would doubt that. Uh, He was drafted by the chiefs from Idaho state in 2004. He played from 2004 to 2007 with the chiefs. Uh, So this was his last year at the chiefs. Then he went to the Vikings for, from 2008 to 2013, where he just flourished. Like he was good at the chiefs, but he was really good at the Vikings, set multiple franchise records, uh, 22 sacks in one season. At
1: 2011. He was 0. 0.5 of a sack away from the NFL record.
0: Yep. And he was also, he, uh, was the sack leader in 2007. This year that we were looking at made the pro bowl full five times, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2011, 2012. Like I said, he won the Buck Buchanan award in college football again, winning over Boomer. Um, He's tied for the NFL record for safeties. He has, he had four safeties in his career. That's massive. That is massive. safeties. You don't see, you don't see many safeties, no.
1: except if it's a Super Bowl and you've already bet on the first score <laughs> and you didn't bet a safety. money. Um,
0: <coughs> so he had combined tackles across his career. He had 643 combined tackles, 498 by himself, which is that's a lot. very good. Uh, like I said, four safeties, 136 sacks. That's massive. That is crazy. And I believe he was the quickest to 50 sacks or something like that. Oh, actually here. Yeah. That makes middle. sense. Uh he had the most consecutive he holds the record still to the day to this day with most consecutive games with a sack. So from 2011 to 2012, he he played he had 11 games where he had one sack. In That's a row. amazing. I know.
1: And Just he would have got double teamed easily in oh, yeah. most plays. Uh, Definitely. Right up until the end of his career, he was still a force to be reckoned with.
0: Um, so off-field issues, this was one of the things that we spoke about and that he was going to be suspended for the first two games. He Early on in his career, he had a bit of trouble with DUIs um, and he was been charged three times. So the first was uh, 2002. So that was when he was in college. Um, and then he was caught again twice in five months in kansas uh in 2006 and those were the ones that he uh was suspended for and basically you know after that he went to the vikings and he said before that going to the vikings really helped him get through some of those issues that sometimes it's just getting that out of an into a new place going somewhere new yeah, and different environment yep and that's part of the reason why, if you he wanted to retire as a Viking, and he, my understanding is he still lives in Minnesota too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he still definitely got. He's. I know he still has a farm there, mm. which is where I, I'm pretty sure he lives. But he definitely still had. A, he has a place in um, Scottsdale, Arizona, which um, that place is just full of NFL players. <laughs> like that, they're, they're all down there in Arizona all the time. That's yeah. But yeah, that, I mean, we just want a quick touch on him. If you don't know who he is, he's the guy.
1: Probably good to mention as well, Jared Allen. So he was actually drafted mainly for his long snapping ability. So it took him six games for him to actually break a start where he got to play defensive line. Yep. And his first game, he got like four sacks, five sacks in his first game. Um. So like he literally went bang. Like he came out of the box and went bang and he's been doing bang ever since basically. Uh, also off-field stuff. Now... I'm just on a little bit of a roll here. So in 2010, he also was an author of a cookbook. It's called The Quarterback Killer's Cookbook, and it's about wild game recipes because he also loved his hunting.
0: Yes, Oh, yeah. he was famous for his mullet. That's a guy that loves hunting.
1: He loves hunting. And so he, he wrote, he, I don't know if he actually wrote the cookbook, but he was definitely the author of a cookbook. Um, one of the things that I thought was actually a really positive mention for Jared Allen. So in 2009, he went over and visited the soldiers in Iraq. Yep. Um, and after he came back, he actually created a foundation called the Homes for Wounded Warriors. Yep. Um, so basically to help those ex-vets come back who have been wounded and who might be struggling at home or don't, don't actually have a home and house them and help them rehabilitate. So I think that's actually a massive prop on um, Jared Allen. Uh, then also, you know, as usual, a movie career he had a bunch of bit parts in little movies that I haven't heard too much about, uh, the game and Jackass three were his main ones that I've written,
0: which was hilarious. Cause he was, um, tackling Johnny Knoxville. That was, his was. thing. And, oh, man, he was <laughs> laying him out. He was not holding back. Yet. <laughs> no, that was is, good. Uh, look it up on YouTube. If you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. So look, Jared Allen. Well, absolutely. He's a gun. He's going to be first ballot hall of famer when Definitely. he's eligible in what? 2021. Something like that.
0: Might be a little bit before that. Wouldn't it? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So good on you. Um, Let's finish off with the coaches. Yeah, we're just going to touch on two. because. Um... Yeah. So, look, I might start because I loved one of the coaches. So, yeah, the cool. defensive line coach, Tim Crumry, we mentioned him briefly last week. So, he was a Bengal from 1983 to 1994. So, he actually led the, the Bengals to a Super Bowl appearance versus the 49ers. Now, that's where he broke his leg horrifically. Yeah, so he broke his leg, not just his leg in general, but as most people know, the leg has two bones in it. Yep. Um, he broke his tibia and his fibula, both, fibula yep. both, and he broke them in half, and he actually came back from that. So, that wasn't his final game. I was yep. under the impression that was his final game, but it wasn't. Uh, he actually came back and played an extra, I think, six years after that. Uh, so, basically, his his actual career... He had 1,100 1,017 tackles, 700 of those were solo tackles, 34 and a half sacks with a negative 238 yards, 13 fumble recoveries, 11 forced fumbles, and 10 pass um, passes defensed. Uh, so look, that's pretty amazing for stats for a defensive lineman, or for anyone really. Uh, and he did that all after recovering for a year with a horrifically broken leg. Uh, So if we just mentioned before with Jared Allen how many tackles he had, well, you know, 700 solo tackles is pretty impressive, Um, which makes sense for why he was a defensive line coach. Uh, Now, look, his personal life stuff, 2010, uh, he's actually, they discovered symptoms that he had um, brain trauma. Uh, So look, since then, he's sought treatment and he says he has got a lot of improved health from that. So look, having a watch of him, he was on those big, brutish, mean, defensive lineman who led with their head and basically brought pain to the offensive lineman running backs and quarterbacks. So it doesn't doubt me whatsoever that he might have issues when it comes to concussion. But from the series, look, he was a great defensive line coach. I would have loved to um, learn under him. So I just wanted an honorable mention for Tim Crumry. Yeah, so moving on to the head coach, Herman Edwards.
0: Yep. So... Basically Herm was uh, the head coach there at Kansas City from uh, 2006 to 2008. Uh, his total record at Kansas City was 15 and 33. Not great, not very good at all. New no. but he before that he left the New York Jets where he was coaching for five seasons. at the New York Jets he had a much better record 3941 uh, so that's that's not bad. Um, with the Jets he made it to the playoffs three times. Uh, with Kansas City, he only made it his first season in 2006, which, like we spoke about, they lost to the Colts, who eventually were going to win. Nowadays, what's he up to? So, last couple years, he had been working, doing NFL, being an analyst. Uh, he he has a tradition where he won't watch the Super Bowl, which I thought until was, he's been in one until he's been in one, which. You know, fair enough. Like, it's a common thing with players. They won't go to the Super Bowl if you're not in it because you, you can't go until you've been to it. It's like a common thing because they, they could they could get tickets if they wanted tickets. But, you know, why would you go to something unless you've qualified for it? it? makes total sense. But, but he won't
1: even watch one and he's no, no longer a player and no longer an active coach. And you'd think, well, what do you mean? He's not going to watch a Super Bowl. It's my favorite day of the year. Yep.
0: So he wouldn't even watch his uh, friends, Tony Dungy and Lovie Smith participate in Super Bowl um
1: so one of the things that's worth mentioning that I've put down here is that um he was the player who recovered the fumble by when they were playing against the Giants the the Giant quarterback um Joe Pisacic uh so it was dubbed the miracle at the Meadowlands so he he, was the guy he was the guy he was the cornerback that came through and picked off that picked up that fumble and ran it back for a touchdown to win the game dying seconds Yep. Uh, so look, that's devastating for me, being a Giants fan. But look, I love Herm Edwards. I thought that he is the best coach that I've seen. Whether or not he got results, and whether that actual coaching style doesn't work, I you know would love to be coached by him. He seems like a really genuine, positive fellow.
0: Yep. And uh, the only time that he's broken the watching the Super Bowl is uh, the Colts versus Saints in 2010. He was an analyst for that, and so obviously you can't you have to watch the game if you're <laughs> going to talk about it. <laughs> Uh, what's he up to today? He just got signed uh, very recently, last couple months, to become the head coach of Arizona State. So he's going down oh, to college. Nice. So we'll see how he goes there. That'll be interesting. Um, college is a little, little different, obviously. Uh, is just Arizona
1: State, the Razorbacks.
0: Uh, no, that's um, Arkansas. Ah. Arizona State's this something else. Is there Arizona State where um
1: Gronkowski Gron- Gronkowski went? Really?
0: <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Or am i thinking of university of arizona he went to arizona <laughs> for some I mean, Devils f- is like it for it is. me
1: the united states is a very big place and there's a whole lot of schools and colleges <laughs> in it uh, <laughs> I'll, st- no, I, I'll stick to my little pond. <laughs> uh
0: some key people from arizona state pat tillman terrell suggs mike haynes daryl woodson charlie T- uh, taylor john henry johnson a couple of key guys um just a few big cool. names there uh The only person that I noticed has coached under him, under his coaching tree, was uh, Chan Gailey. If you remember, Chan uh, was the head coach there at the Bills from 2010 to 2012. You know, that's, that's, that's Herm.
1: So, you know, that's funny. Herm actually has a very stringent exercise regime. Yes, we saw that. Yeah, so he exercises every single day without fail. And you know what's funny? He actually only exercises in business shoes. That's weird. He that's does, not exercise. He does weird. not exercise in runners. He exercises in business shoes, which I found very bizarre. But it's supposedly, it's one of the little quirks that he's got because he's very comfortable in those shoes. Uh, and obviously, that's what's one of the things he does. But he's a very fit bloke, um, which is cool. So it's sad that he didn't have any um, more productivity to go down as one of the greater coaches. So, uh, that's Herm Edwards.
0: Yep. Oh, so, sorry. Gronk went to Arizona not Uh, Arizona State. Yeah, so that's what
1: confuses me. There's so many places like that. So, the University of
0: Arizona, not Arizona State. Yeah. Um, So, that's 2007 Kansas City Chiefs.
1: That's the Chiefs.
0: I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching this a lot more. Next week, we're going to start on 2008 Dallas Cowboys. He says he's going to. We'll see if he Mm. does, but Jay wants to join us for this one because this is obviously one of his... It's his team, and he really wants to join us. So... We'll, uh, we will make sure that he, he That's does. It. We'll, yeah. we'll
1: welcome J.A. to that uh, the podcast as well, and we'll see if he can add any gems of insight
0: into that. I'm sure he can, definitely. Maybe we'll, we'll
1: make up a couple, or we'll forget yeah, a few. Exactly. Yeah, one or the other. I uh, felt like I really enjoy this season as well. I found it a lot easier to watch. Yep. Uh, and also, I'm really looking forward to watching the rest as well.
0: Yeah, if you're not interested in watching it and just enjoy the podcast, more power to you. But if you want to watch him, I would probably start here and just continue and watch with us from here on out because definitely you don't need to go back to the Ravens and the Cowboys in 2002 <laughs> it's just not worth it anyway mm. I think that's about it anything you've got to say DJ?
1: oh probably only just to uh get hard stay hard my friends